Dude, Fusco, all you were missing is if you had a giant wooden stick with a hole in it and you're like, exactly. The whole time, man. That would have been cool. That would have been Why nice. didn't I think of that? Where's our giant <laughs> stick with a hole in it, Josh? <laughs> oh, that's it's in the bathroom where it always is, Fusco. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Channer Rant Podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuca. That's me. And if you didn't know, um, we're going to use some salty language today. So I'm going to give you five seconds to listen to something else. I would highly recommend the most recent episode of the Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> that was thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> yes, it was. The uh, best one ever. It's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. fuck. Gentlemen, do you want to say it? Fuck. Listeners can review the show on iTunes. You can send us emails and voicemails to be played on air. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or if you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Chanter Rant store at chanterrant.com. And this show, as all shows are, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash chanterrant. All you cheap fucks watching right now for free on Facebook. If you want to see this every week, $5 a month. It's all it takes. It's almost... It's Listen, man. Slightly more than a beer at the Huntridge Tavern. <laughs> Listen, I feel strongly about this. We talk about the Patreon way too often. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this based on Rab Show? Rab Show got a, the worst hate mail about his Patreon rates. Uh, Fuko, why don't you introduce our illustrious and lovely guests for today? Uh, well, first off, we have back from... Uh, I can't. I can't believe he decided to come back. But our our, our old friend Trevor from uh, California decided to come back and talk about. Don't call about it a comeback. He's been here for years. <laughs> He's been waiting in the wings for his moment, and this is it, Trevor. Uh, and then, of course, we have the world famous and especially Southwest America famous. Oh yeah, uh, Aaron Shaw, the lead. What would your title be, Aaron? Wicked Tinker, creator, Head producer. Tinker? I'll go, I'll go with creator. That's fine. Yeah, that works. That works. Since the others have dropped off. A great inspiration Wagon. in many pipers on the West Coast, I think. And yeah. also, I think, potentially my real biological father. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to call Tori that. later. Find that. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> well, there was that time back... Uh, oh, that one time. <laughs> Tori used to follow around the Tinkers back in the 70s. <laughs> the timelines do line up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, gentlemen, we're very excited to have you on for our annual 4th of July episode. We call it annual because it happens once every year. Um, aptly titled, America Fuck Yeah Part 2. Yeah, this is the special episode where we just talk about all great things that is America. Basically, yeah, once a year the around the, the 4th of July, um, we try to focus on American piping and suck our own dicks a little. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we are the greatest country in the world. With every, and everything except... <laughs> For COVID, no, we're number one. Piping, we're number, we're number well, one. That's true. Yeah. We're, number we're number one of being bad at it. <laughs> we're number one in COVID, baby. <laughs> that's true. We are not to be outdone. <laughs> but uh, but yes, so we decided to bring you two on for today's episode, um, and because our topic is kind of a looking at American piping, and who better than a world champion pipe major such as uh, Mr. Trevor Takahashi here? who we had on last week and wouldn't let him talk about the worlds because we were trying to save it for today. <laughs> <laughs> and world-renowned, uh, not only competitor, instructor, but performer, Mr. Yeah. Aaron Shaw. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to gonna ask you guys a bunch of questions about why you think American piping is either awesome or shite. <laughs> <laughs> but first, before we get to that, Before we get there, 
<laughs> we are going to. <laughs> it could be both, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it could be both. It's, there's definitely examples yeah. of both. Um, we do have a uh, few news and updates. We're hold gonna on. Roll. Tune in August 12th. You'll see examples of both. I'm about to say, yeah, <laughs> you'll see one example of each for sure. I don't know which one's going to be which. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> it could go either way. But um, we do have our raffle winner for July. Those of you who have been listening to the show for a while know we brought back our Patreon raffle. That is a free T-shirt for one patron picked at random. If you already won, go fuck yourself. You're not going to get it again. And this month's winner is the one, the only on. Mr. John Van Dickface. Oh, my God. John Van Dickface. And this is a weird coincidence, but he actually won. I promise I didn't set no, this no, up. No, no, no. We, we do it. We, do, we run a... We're from Vegas. We run a legit rap. You've got right. to, right? Absolutely. So uh, congratulations, John Van yeah, Dickface. congrats. You're congrats. amazing. And, uh, Take a shirt. Yeah, man. Shoot us an email at channerant.com at gmail.com. Tell me your size and your address and what shirt you want. And, and we're going to send it to you. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic news. And I'm going to assume one of the larger sizes because I saw him at the Patreon happy hour. Yes. He's a, he's a he's good a size boy. man. Big boy. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I very think Scottish looking. I think he fell asleep <laughs> at one point during the Patreon happy hour. Who could tell? <laughs> but uh, just so you guys know, we also do our Patreon happy hour every July. And I'm going to talk about Patreon the first five minutes of the show just to piss off everyone that wrote into Rad's show. <laughs> I'm going to send him a voice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, oh, I had one plan that was just going to be all bleeps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. And thank you. We had some new people that joined probably because Trevor was on and they didn't know how to join and watch it without paying. So we that's appreciate correct. that. Yep. Thanks, guys. But uh, but yeah, Fusco, that's, that's our first two, right? For news and updates. We don't have very many news and updates. We got a bunch of emails. We're not going to read them because we want to get as much time as we can with these <laughs> lovely gents. The hell was that? Oh, it was a radio. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. there was these. There was two things I want to get to, be, real quick before we move on. One was a message about the Trevor episode, which I think is really important. Okay, and you want to read it? Uh, no, is it, is it in here? Yeah. Or I can read it if you want. I don't. I don't have the message. I just have <coughs> message number no. four message. Well, there, there, yeah. So it says this. Uh, I have heard. I, I I asked this gentleman. He was writing to me via Facebook, and he said, "Do you are you aware of us?" He said, good show, blah, blah, blah. He said this, I have heard excerpts and had heard of your show before, but to be quite honest, I hadn't, I didn't sample more of your show till this past weekend because you had Trevor on the show. It is speaking to you as a musician who is also a person of color who had to overcome adversity playing the instrument that we do. You had someone on your show that I identified with and who looks like me based on the subject matter. I have to say, in my experience, there's been no one in our activity that has addressed the subject like you guys did this past weekend. So now you guys have gotten my attention. Heroes, baby. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. We're World. officially social justice warriors. Yes, we are. Nice. Well, now I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> now, now back to your regularly scheduled dick jokes. Yes, yes. We will be very offensive this show because last week we were So, Fusco, if you jizz on a turd, do you call it a frosted turd? <laughs> <laughs> we're about to find out today when we talk to our guests. Let's ask them that question in about three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready with your question. With Sorry, your we, we have a rule here at the Chatterant Podcast. We can only do two good episodes. In a row. In a row. Yeah. Then we got to go to Then we just got to go. We just got to go horrible. <laughs> uh, it's just, that's just the way it works, you so know? Speaking of complete nonsense, yes, I have sir. a voicemail from uh, Camille. Ozzy Broad. Ozzy Osbrod. Yes. All right. So superb. If you guys remember last week, I came to the show, one, very late, two, insanely hungover. You were disgusting. And, you, and here's the thing that makes me proud, though. You fucking tied one on again. Again. Yeah, like that so was impressive. Tre- I mean, like you were pretty good throughout the episode, but by the by the ending of the episode, Trevor, you can you can vouch on this. You were fucking trashed, boy. I, 
I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> I fucking love you, man. I fucking, I fucking love you, Trevor. I'm fucking busy, man. Like, <laughs> was it? Was this true? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, you know, I get very lovey when I'm hammered. Um, but it was uh, very entertaining. Oh, that's good. I'm, at least, if nothing else, I'm entertained. Are you entertained? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I asked Ozzy Brown to tell the story of what happened because I actually don't remember it. Oh, of you, f- why this happened. And she how texted happened. me some details, but I, I will wait and hear it in her words. Yes, this is, here we go. G'day, boys. Today, instead of the usual Ozzy's Corner, I thought I might instead recap the unfortunate series of events that led to a predictably late Fusco, looking a bit green around the gills on last week's show. Honestly... I don't know if I've ever seen him that dusty. At one point, I was even worried he was going to redecorate Chanterant Studios in a delightful palette of Technicolor yawn. So let me enlighten you to the view of the Dojo Happy Hour from the Australian side of that Zoom looking glass. So since this idea kicked off a month or so ago, the post-class sesh has been getting a bit more ridiculously long each week to the point that they now sometimes go on for longer than a peabrock in a busy pub. Last week, however, was beyond a joke. At the starting line, we had a strong field of around 16 of the finest fellow piping afflicted folks from around the globe, and some sparkling conversation and impromptu tunes on random instruments ensued, but as the hours wore on, the numbers slowly whittled down as they do, until only two contenders remained. One, as you've probably guessed by now, was me, and the other was an absolutely munted Fuko, who after a skinful of the better part of a bottle of whiskey had well and truly possessed Fusco by this point. Conversation had devolved by this stage, as you can imagine, and as all good parties do, into drunkenly screaming along to 80s power ballads. However, as the call ticked over to the eight-hour mark, I want you to picture what I could see. Eyes closed, fists clenched, lost in the chorus of a different, much more famous Aussie, feeling that vibe all the way down to his soul. And that bearded head, which had been passionately bopping along in time, was starting to slow down, getting ever more behind the beat until a final spasmodic nod or two gave way to his head just hanging still as he somewhat bafflingly still sat upright in his chair. Out cold. But just as I thought the show was over, there was movement at the station. That gently slumping gent had started to shift to one side and I thought maybe he was rallying. How wrong I was. Nope, the leaning tower of Pisshead instead just slid unconsciously and ever so gracefully off his chair to land with a loud thump on the floor. For an awkward moment, my slightly more than tipsy brain panicked about having to figure out how to call an ambulance in a foreign country (laughs) until a gentle snore from off screen reassured me that he'd made it into his night's resting place safely, if probably a little bit sorely. (laughs) So I said goodbye to nobody and ended the call. Before I settled in for an early night, only to wake up bright and bubbly on a Sunday morning after a full night's rest, fully hydrated, and chalking up yet another session of drinking Mr. Andrew Fusco quite literally under the table. Isn't living in the future wonderful? Cheers, boys. Oh, not you, Andy Jesus. Give your liver a rest for God's sake, mate. (laughs) Happy (laughs) America. So, uh, yeah, she texted me a very similar story about you passing out. At the with just the two of you left on the end of the Zoom call, my one question is: Was the power ballad? You're the voice you don't understand. It was not. No, it was, oh. no, it was like American American power ballads. Oh, okay. I believe I was really up in involved in. Uh, 
I can't think of that. Who cares? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we have two uh, men of the world here. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> you know, you teach. I'm certain, I'm certain you're teaching mostly over video calls now. Does anyone drunkenly just fall asleep and fall off their chair mid-practice? Uh, I have not had that happen yet, surprisingly. I'm no, willing to bet, though, not, Aaron not so has There's still time. drunkenly fallen out of a chair before. Is this? Have you ever done this? Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, only once while judging. In a lesson. <laughs> not but, during a lesson, just in general, know, just in life. <laughs> in life, sure. Well, sure. Who hasn't, really? <laughs> yeah, you've inherited, you've inherited your father's superpower of just falling asleep. Like, you just go oh, out. Absolutely. Like, the week before that, uh, was it after the episode last week or was it a week before where you fell asleep on my couch? I've, and I was just like, I was like, I'm just gonna let him sleep this one off, and then like take him home. <laughs> I have no idea. I never remember any of these things. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Uh, I wonder what makes you remember less. Listen, man, this is these are difficult times. It's uh, it's very difficult out there, as we're we're we'll get into here. And uh, what else do you got to do besides drink yourself to a stupor? Superb. I could be practicing, I suppose, but yeah, you know, I mean, you got you got you got an important contest <laughs> coming up. I know, I do. Because we got the big uh, Channerant uh, yeah, showdown. Yeah, we got Channerant fight oh, okay. night, baby. Me versus Andy. Two men, two pipes, one rubber penis, <laughs> one bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Winner take all. We got three world class judges and us two idiots. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> all I gotta do is make sure. Doogie likes my grips. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Get the grips right. He'll Other, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, the last grip Doogie feels will be my grip. <laughs> the grip of your hand around his neck. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks, Ozzy Broad, for sharing that story and embarrassing me. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, yeah, always fun. I've um, never, never done that before. But I woke up in my bed. I will confirm. Uh, I don't know how I got there, but I did wake up in my bed. Started on the floor, ended in the bed. Fusco, if you if you ever decided to become a vigilante, you would have the best cover, because someone would be like, "Wait, you just randomly woke up in your bed? You, you blacked out at nine, and you woke up in your bed, and you have no idea how these robbers were stopped?" It's like, mm-hmm. my soup, my superhero uh, vigilante name would be Blackout. Blackout. <laughs> what do you think, Saj? Could this be the work of Blackout? <laughs> Considering the amount of Taco Bell vomited over there in the corner, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant, I think so. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> cool. Well, anyway. gentlemen, the reason we didn't want really to get in, we do have some emails and stuff we're going to get into uh, oh, at a different episode. But well, fuck all that shit. We're not talking about them today. We're talking about America. America. Because that's what's really important. America, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very loud <laughs> eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I gotta give me some fucking warning, dude. My dog barked at that one. Um, but yeah, so okay, I want to get right into it. So, Trevor, we just edged the entire last episode we had you on. It was all edging about the worlds because we wanted to talk to you about it. We want to talk to you about the win. We want to talk to you about the process of like you know from zero to ten. Hey, I gotta convince these motherfuckers that we should all put our money into going to Scotland, and uh, we probably will get slapped. And then we didn't. So we now is the time. Yeah, I want to hear the whole process. Very detailed and boring. All yes. the way through. I want a list. Oh my God, I Where did the planning start? <laughs> Wait, which year did you win? 2019, right? The 2018. 2018. 2018. Right. Yeah. Man, that was a so, long yeah, time. I mean, it, God, I don't know if we can fit it all, all in this episode, but I think... That's you know, okay. We're going to interrupt you with dick jokes at random intervals and then, um, <laughs> and then quiz Aaron. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, it basically was like a bit over a year out, uh, we kind of decided, and by we, I mean, mostly me going to, you know, our leadership and saying, I think we should make this push for, for 2018, like, is everybody on board, you know, like, let's, I, 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 it was just a thing of, you know, we have the right group, we have the right people, we have all, all the proper support, I think, um, and, you know, everyone's like, but what about the money, but what about the money, and it's always like, well, that's why I'm talking to you, you know, a year and a half beforehand so that we can sort all of the logistics out and figure out how we're going to make it happen. But um, truthfully, yeah, it does take, you know, at least a year, even with a year and a half of planning, I feel like we still were kind of doing things at the last minute. But um, yeah, I mean, I think starting there, it's like we had, I felt like we had a pretty solid foundation, you know, here in our, in our kind of local circuit of competition and in grade three we were kind of we weren't necessarily sweeping everything but we we were doing pretty well and i think you know we all felt that we were improving every contest and every rehearsal seemed to be building upon itself and um at that point you know i had been in the pipe major role for for a few years and um you know with the help of you know not only glenn cavidal who's an amazing piper and our early drummer mm. who's had so much experience with the world and with grade one bands but also, like, you know, we, we, we had, you know, coach, you know, Glenn Thompson is, is a person that comes and helps us and kind of shapes the music as well. Like, you know, at rehearsals, every once in a while to come, you know, just give that judge's perspective. So let me just interrupt I mean, you for a second of, there, Trevor. Yeah, go for it. Glenn Thompson is my drinking spirit animal. How do you how do you figure if you know, you, do you know Glenn Thompson? No, this guy is a champion really? drinker. That's all. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes, he's very good at it. Um. <laughs> very good at piping, wearing dumb hats, and drinking. <laughs> no, I like I like Glenn. He's, yeah. a, he's a he's a hoot. So God, he's a hoot. there was like there was a Costa Mesa of uh, him bringing us beers after we played, and I think he had he had four beers in each hand with his fingers inside of the beers, and just like brought them to the band, and I'm like. Thank you. This is awesome. But yeah, he's he's an amazing he's an amazing you know person to have kind of as um, a mentor of, of music, but also just like a kind of a coach figure for us. So, God, yeah. can you remember the last time you would drink a beer that someone's finger was in? Would have been four <laughs> months ago, <laughs> approximately. Times have changed. I mean, I I barely I'm barely okay hosting a podcast with someone who's had someone's thumb up their ass, <laughs> much less finger in their beer. Here, smell this. Ah! <laughs> so switching anyway. so you kind of had the perfect storm i mean you know you had you had a group that was dedicated practices were improving you had good instruction you had uh you know well hold on did, did you guys did you wait to decide when you saw things going the right way or did you decide ahead of time and you and it was a result of that do you think like people were like hey we're going to the world so let's let's get our shit like, together what, what came first the practice or the world um. <laughs> I feel like it was both. It was like, hey, you know, like I, I felt like we had a good, like we just had a really solid core um, of people in the pipe core and the drum core. And I, and I said, you know, I think we need to make a decision now so that we can start doing everything we need to do musically, um, you know, motivationally and also like logistically and money wise. Like, so I think by the time we hit October before the year before we had definitely had a solid like we had a solid plan in place and we had we kind of just powwowed with the entire band i think it was actually at the seaside games after the seaside games we we kind of all met up and said hey here's the plan like 
here's what the expectation level is musically, financially, um, time off of work wise. And, and we kind of just laid it out for everybody and everyone, you know, was gung ho. And I was like, you know, this is not, this isn't, this isn't going to be easy. And I'm definitely, you know, like we're going to push you guys for the next, you know, year. It's not going to be all fun all the time, but um, we really believe that this is the right group and this is, you know, next year is the right year to kind of make it happen. And let's just see how we do. I mean, I think that was it going in is just saying, you know, we, we're used to playing against, you know, the people that we usually play against in grade three, but it's, it's very much a different scene when you go, you know, across the pond to the UK. Um, and, and you don't really know what that level level is until you go there and play against them. I mean, you can listen to recordings all day and look at results all day online, but um, at the end of the day, it's like being out there on the field with those bands, not just from the UK, but all across the world is, um, you know, gives you a good barometer for kind of where you're at. So, And winning helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like we were, I honestly, I, if we, we go deep, deeper into this, like to the week leading up, which is the most intense part of this whole thing. Like, I think like by the time we got to the awards, I was, I was definitely not sober and I definitely had been sick with a, the most terrible cold I've had in, in my entire life for like three days. Um, so I was a little bit delirious. That's just, that's just called Glasgow, man. Something. Like it's just, it's called the, Gla- <laughs> yeah. the Glasgow like, herpes. I feel, is what I feel cold and wet and clammy all the time. That's just Glasgow. That's just how <laughs> it is. Yeah. I really thought I had lost my mind when they, when they called our name. I'm like, that must be, that must be the wrong, that must be wrong. I don't know. Like, and, and then everybody started screaming. I'm like, I don't know. I I've either completely broken away from reality or, um, <laughs> something else is happening. Well, there's, there's two funny stories I've heard about that. Well, one I've seen the video of you guys reacting. Of what's that girl's name? There was that young girl that played with you guys that year. Um, Anya. Anya. There's that video of her where it just yeah. so happens to be pointed at her when it gets announced, and then everybody losing their minds, mm-hmm. which is great. And then there's the, the other story I heard was I believe it was Alex told us this where you guys weren't even sure you qualified or whatever it was and they're everybody's drinking pretty hard and then all of a sudden they announce you guys to go to the finals and, and everyone's like oh, oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get their shit together all the drummers anyway um that, that's a horror story i heard as well do you have any uh are these true at least yeah i mean story? i think well for me i mean i was we were i was like very hyper focused on kind of learning of the, the qualifier results so we were there waiting you know intently for to know if you know honestly it was like are we going to have to kind of do this all over again and figure out like a timeline and go put the instruments back and what do we do and like you know another thing we can like dig into is just like all the stuff that isn't just playing through the set like that make a huge difference with the results of the performance and um kind of what product you put out on the field like it's like what do you do do you put the instruments away do you take the instruments apart do you put the tenor cap back on do you Mm -hmm. have everyone take a break do you what time do you have everyone come back all that stuff like i'm like do we have to go through that exercise with you know like we're constantly planning for all this stuff but yeah we did learn we were we'd qualified and i'm like all right so now we have you know plan c d and e like in my pocket like ready to go so that we can execute on it but i think the drummers were a little um surprise because some of them hadn't been waiting there at the uh at the the jumbotron to see the results and we're like hey we gotta we gotta be ready back, to play back up, dude. Final, the msr <laughs> <for> the final <laughs> well that actually brings up that brings up an interesting question that i have for aaron which is because you know you mentioned the fact that it's like playing playing across different climates p- playing across you know 
I know when we were there, it was crazy. The plan, You talk about the plan CDE, like, okay, fuck. Uh, the sun's out. Put your shit away. Oh, it's fucking raining. Wait, play under a tree. Oh, wait, sun's out again. Uh, leave your channer cap off. Pull your channer out. Let, let that, you know, there's all these things. Aaron, you play across some of the most inhospitable landscape in the United States, and yeah. not, just, not just your pipes, but you have four musicians that play with you in the Tinkers more recently they got fucking yeah. custom drums. You got dig, you got didgeridoos. Like you got, like you guys have all kinds of shit to maintain. Is it a similar mentality where it's like, okay, I gotta have plan A through F in case shit goes haywire? Uh, uh, for me, yes. I, you know, I'm, I've got, you know, I've got spare channers and different reeds and and stuff that I know will be like more likely to work in higher, drier places and stuff like that. Uh. I don't think it's so much of a concern for the rest of the band. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. But <laughs> is that why? Is that why I see them gets. at the beer tent more? Is because they're not as worried. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think there, there's a lot of wow. It's really, I feel it's high up here. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It, it hasn't gotten higher. It's the same it was last. Year. <laughs> it's high up here. Let's do another set. And you're like, fuck yeah. me. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really. I mean, of course, it affects CJ and I more because, you know, you're doing your. How much do you really have to breathe to play a drum? Just enough <laughs> to swing your arm, you know. And occasionally go, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's not so much a part of the instrument itself. Yeah. So. Yeah, you guys but, are working your asses yeah, off up there. It's tough. It's yeah. It's at least. I, I mean, we know pretty much what we're up against week to week whereas going to glasgow you know you have no idea what you're up against minute to minute you know oh it's or, insane you know you're going to be up against all of it at some point yeah because yeah. i remember i remember <laughs> it all happens in the same it was like it was cold and raining in the morning and i was like wearing my wristbands under my shirt which was a trick you taught me the little drummer wristbands that like you know my blood was getting warm to my hands yeah. and then like by the time we were getting ready to go like we were doing our like staging to get up to play and it was fucking boiling all of a sudden like the sun came out it was, like, hot, it was cold it was raining it was, it and was like our, our pipe major's like get fuck under the trees get on the trees like <laughs> i was like dude it's the sun it's not fucking mortar fire <laughs> hey it's it's had the world well, it's, it's that important big, dude i was i will say this jason i mean you know we still fucking lost but uh lost big Huge. but uh but jason was on top of that shit he was it was this kind of same kind of stuff you're talking about trevor of like it's like okay like i need you to Put it away and then like wait five minutes and then blow it for one minute and then put it away again. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, Glenn there with you? Yep. Trevor, what was that? Was Glenn there with you? In the buildup to the like yeah, the did, warm up. Did you take him over to help you to help you guys during the world? Oh, Glenn Thompson. Glenn yeah. Thompson. Sorry, sorry, we sorry. Have so many yeah. Glens in the band. Um, <laughs> yeah, Glenn Thompson was actually there, but he 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 was very much like. Hey, like I'm, I am like your guys's coach back home, and I, I kind of work with you guys week to week. I'm not, I don't want to be like he's like. I just want to see you guys play, and I want to enjoy your performance. We actually um, had Bruce Gandy kind of help us as the week, through the week leading up. So him and Alex Gandy were immensely helpful with just like tuning and and tone and kind of like, you know, some of the stuff that I wouldn't think about just being like in the different terrain, like in Glasgow and, and the humidity and stuff like that. So we definitely leaned on them a lot for like, Hey, what's the best move right now? Um, you know, it was a collective and it was kind of all a collaboration, but like they definitely were instrumental just because they kind of know that realm so much more than, than we do, especially me. It was the first time I'd taken the band to Scotland and I'm like, 
I know things in theory, but I don't really have never practiced them. So why, why not lean on people that have actually done it and done it with other bands? So, you know, they were, they were great. That's fantastic. Um, okay. So hold on, Trevor, have you never been to Scotland to play before this? I had been twice before to play with the band with the Pasadena Scots, but oh, okay. not in any type of leadership role. So this is kind of a <laughs> when I when I um when it got closer to the world, I was like, whose idea was it to come here again? <laughs> <Did> <laughs> like, and it's like everyone's like, what do I do? What do I do? Like when when do I play? When do I get up? When do I go to sleep? What do I eat? What do I, I'm like, yes. It was it, you know it's just like a lot of you know kind of. Well, yeah, and like did you get did you get buy in from other people in your band that helped out with the logistics or like were you were you most focused on music or were you like I gotta figure out who's fucking landing and what bus they're gonna get on yeah did you have a band manager that helped you with all that nonsense uh definitely yeah like I think all of the the board of officers kind of chipped in and in every way they could with you know just you know contacting vendors and like we need the coach on this day and this day and um you know it's like I think my, my natural inclination though like just because of I work in production in LA. It's like, I kind of took a lot of it on though and, and set up stuff and then had people fill in kind of the blanks. It's a like, weird hey, flex, let's... but okay. <laughs> what was that? It's a weird flex, Trevor, but it's a, it's okay. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You're I born. Know, right? Yeah, he's very you know, important. I really, I really like, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta brag about like all the spreadsheets I have and like documents. It's, oh, you have, really, you have to, really you have to brag about your, your content schedule. I get it. I'm aware. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome though. It's awesome that people kind of chipped in and helped. I mean, I think I think you know. Imagine what that would be like. Well, and having experience in managing a clusterfuck <laughs> helps. Like even if you don't have to, like even if you don't have to touch every single facet, like you know the professional experience of okay, I've managed a clusterfuck before. Because what it comes down to is just not freaking out. Yes, keeping your cool. Yeah, uh, like sp- everything goes wrong, and you gotta be like, okay, I'm gonna have a sip of coffee there's whiskey in the coffee and then i'm going to uh, i'll figure this out no worries this is exactly what happens at the concert every year like somebody hands me like a lot of caffeine and a bunch of whiskey like just so i stay calm like well i always preface anytime i have bad news for you at the concert i'm like here have a shot of this whiskey yeah and then you're like drinking it's like oh thanks man i'm like okay so the parking lot's on fire (laughs) so speaking of clusterfucks aaron let's talk about the uh la police pipe band Okay. No, I'm just fine. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> and the but, word uh, the word for segue goes to yeah. <laughs> No, just teasing. Uh you know, we got to we got to we got to set them up now and again. But Aaron, you used to uh, you were the pipe major of the uh LA Police Pipe Band back in the day, right? So close. No. No? No, I I struggled really hard to avoid ever becoming a pipe major. Because You've I done an amazing didn't job. want to deal with the kind of stuff that Trevor had to deal with. <laughs> I didn't I and and I, you know, you guys have known me long enough. I think you know that I, I'm a nice guy. I get along with everybody. And I am pretty certain that if I became pipe major of anything serious, that reputation would be shot. <laughs> and, and, you, and you rely heavily financially and everything on that reputation. Well, yeah, and I, I do. I do. It is important to me to get along with. I just like, I'd rather get along with people. But I get really I get frustrated as a member of a band when people aren't doing what they need to do. And as a pipe major of a band, when people aren't doing what they need to do, I, I, in all honesty, I got roped into, I'm now teaching the LA city fire department band. Okay. 
And I worked with the L.A. County Fire Department band. And those guys, the county band has been going for longer, and uh, they've got a pretty serious core in there. They are, you know, you know, it's a service band, but sure. but uh, they're pretty serious. The city guys are brand new, and uh, it's just all I can do not to spend several waking hours yelling at people. So, you know. Aaron is Aaron is going to actively set fire so they don't come to practice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I mean. Aaron, to, to be honest, though, Aaron is like, what? Are you working Tuesday? Because uh, I heard there's a fire at the other side of town. <laughs> you could fuck off. It's B shift. Yeah, you guys are on fire duty at this today. Uh, but no, but arguably, Aaron could be. I bet you if there was a contest for nicest guy in pipe band world, Aaron would be on that list. 100%, which means that just means I've, we haven't seen Hyde. Like, we've only I wanna seen. See, I want to see, yeah. We've only yeah. seen Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> I. Hyde lives there, but I, <laughs> I keep him under a I've, tight leash. I can imagine. Yeah, I can no, imagine. I, I worked with several pipe majors in that band, but I, I was never a pipe major. No. Right. Oh, okay, okay. You okay. dodged a fucking bullet there. Yeah, brother. yeah. I was gonna hammer you yeah. there, but uh, no, but uh, <laughs> but so little history. Josh and I know Aaron. I've known Aaron. I think the first time I ever met him, and Aaron, you wouldn't remember this at all. Would be you came to teach the uh, Desert Sky Band back in. Yeah. I'd say 2001. So oh, I was so no, I so doing that. I was 11. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been. You there. wouldn't. You weren't even in the band at the time. <laughs> and I remember this very clearly because you were probably the first bagpipe celebrity I met. And I was like maybe six months on the practice channel, maybe or something okay. like that when he came. And Danny brought him out, and you know the Parkers were a huge fan oh, of the yeah. Wicked Tinkers oh, yeah, and all man. that stuff, right? So Aaron came out to Tell teach. I'm sorry, Aaron. What was that? I'm just saying it's coming back now. I'd Is it? About yeah, it. And we were at this doctor's office. He didn't have a beard there. back then. He just no, looked no, like no. I was just this little goofy little guy. I was much more in shape back then, but you know, uh, but round, that's the first hey, time I, <laughs> round is a shape, bro. <laughs> but that's when I met Aaron and, uh, he wouldn't remember this, but then of course there was many years of, he met you would have been at the Flagstaff school probably. Back. Uh, yeah. First time I met him in person was probably at the Flagstaff school and that would have been, like, been like 2006. Yeah. Roughly when you went. So, cause I went, I remember I went, I had a car and I was 16 and I took myself to Flagstaff School, and I was wow. like, the, I was the only kid that like, I was like the cool kid, you know. <laughs> I was like, like, like fucking like Marshall was there, and someone's other, and I was like, like, oh man, like you drove here by yourself. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking Arizona. It's like four hours away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal for a 16 year old. But and then uh, and then I uh, promptly uh, him and Robert Watt and Dix Ingram got me fucking nearly arrested. But that's a, we've already told that story. <laughs> but what's interesting? <laughs> sorry, go ahead, there. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, but uh, what's interesting about that is that so we've known Aaron a long time. He's been in and out helping the band over the years and yeah, then man. and then teaching the Flagstaff School. But we know him from that, which is amazing because very often Aaron gets saddled with the beginners. And man, the patience you must have in a, in a week long school, just a week. Well, pipe I, school. <laughs> I actually I enjoy that because I feel like so many people when they get started off, get started off wrong. OK, sure. Sure. And um, <laughs> I uh, I feel like I can help people kind of understand what they're shooting for right off the bat. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm like I'm I often feel like I'm more helpful there than, you know, in the higher levels where people either pretty much know what they're doing already or the things that they built in are so ingrained that you're never going to be no, able to get them out. No amount of me jabbering at them is going to get them to change what they're doing. So. Hmm, interesting. That's like one of my earliest Aaron memories, though. Honestly, like I, when I was at Granada Hills High School, and there there was no instruct, there was no formal instruction. Aaron, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like 
I think you came because like our music director was finally like, yeah, we'll have Aaron come one time and that should be enough for the whole year. And I'm like, that's yeah. not how this works. <laughs> like you can't just yeah. have someone come for one hour, one day, one day. And yeah. like everyone automatically knows how to play like a Terlua, like even <laughs> like, so, so yeah, like, I mean, I definitely remember that because you definitely put us on the right track. And by us, I meant, I mean like me and three other people who were attempting to right. learn the bag heads on our own. So I, Thank that's, you for I'd that. forgotten that you were there. Yeah, it uh, that was quite a while back, and it was that was really frustrating because I would talk to the powers that were there and say, "Well, you know, how about this? And can we get some bagpipes that work and don't ha aren't broken and some reeds that function?" And yeah, no, and we'll see you <laughs> next month or something. Like, like, oh, it was well. They were like, "We really only need someone to play like." on a Friday night at a football game during halftime for, for, right. for like five minutes and just to like wear a uniform and maybe put the pleats in the front of the kilt. Like it, yeah. it was just all like so wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean like sadly I, it, we kind of Jennifer Fabre and a couple of the, you know, yeah. people from the Pasadena Scots had kind of bolstered that program back up and yeah. then it kind of all came back down, unfortunately. So now we're back to square one and unfortunately, you know, they keep getting a new music director. So we kind of have to start from scratch a little bit, but that is an early Aaron memory. I have. Well, Fusco is available for hire. If you guys need a new music director, um, his car is very fast. <laughs> he can't afford to live in Southern California, but he can afford to commute. <laughs> um, but I guess that's one of the big things we had Aaron on for is because he's such an, well, he's obviously a boomer, right? Are you a boomer, Aaron? Uh, I'm fucking... sadly, yes. I'm, I'm on the cusp, but yes. But no, but you've been so influential to so many pipers. And Especially that's, in the as States. An American, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, a, like, I got into piping because you, Angus, Angus bought fucking Wicked Tinker CDs. Correct. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, dude. I was going to say, like, I was geeking out over Murray Blair recently, but, like, Aaron was the guy that got you into this. Like, 100%. Like, got you excited. Oh, trust me. I drunkenly told him at Frankie's Tiki Room one time. And they, <laughs> yeah. they came hey, to, man, you're my hero, They came man. to town, and I was like, dude, like, you're the reason I fucking started playing. And he's like, all right, fuck off, weirdo. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that we are going to get a little more into that later. I remember, but, uh, I remember my, I think my first interaction was probably, I think it was, this is even, this even predates the Flagstaff School. I remember I was listening to Wicked Tinker's album mm -hmm. and it was the, well, I forget the name of the tune, but it was the Mermaid tune. Oh yeah. It was that one, Marion's Call. And I was like, I was like, oh fuck, that's a really cool tune. And I had started learning pipes. And so I literally like went on Angus's like hundred year old computer and like went to the Wicked Tinker's website and filled out the contact form. I was like, hey, I really like this song. Where can I find the music? And he just fucking emailed it to me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Did, wait, he didn't charge you for it? No. Wow, just that's amazing. How about that? Aaron, good and then job. I, and then I memorized it and burned it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to share you. it with anybody I else. That. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I was just thinking, I was like, and that was like, that was also a, an important moment because I was like, holy shit, this internet thing, man. Holy, you know, that was like, I remember the machines in the background like going, just in like one fucking email. And I was like, holy shit, it works. I communicated with a fucking rock star. How amazing is that? Magic. Yeah. yeah. It was similar to me uh, almost meeting the Piper that I cared about in Seven Nations, not Brad. But you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wait. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? I was drinking with Kirk. Did you not hang out with him? No, I, I meant the Piper Scott. That, he oh. was really my hero. But uh, but Brad and Kirk will do. They're close enough. 
<laughs> they were in the band at the time that Scott was in the band. So it's like it's the harsh. seven degrees of love Kevin, you, Brad. of uh, Scott. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Brad's a great guy. We're just kidding with him. Yeah, oh, but, shit. But, but yeah, man, it's it's weird. It's a small fucking world. And I think you know one of the things I think is interesting is when I think about the piping scene in like the UK, Scotland, Ireland, that whole area, like you're so physically close together that mm-hmm. there's a bit of camaraderie. You know, sure. you see people at events, like, you you know, the people that you're like, holy shit, that guy, that guy's the fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You see him mm-hmm. all the time. I think, you know, one of the things people don't realize in the States is that we run into a, a tyranny of distance of like, everything yeah. is so fucking far apart. How do you get to know these people? And then, you know, you just listen to the world's worst bagpiping podcast and you can hear them all the time. <laughs> all you gotta do, just listen to us. We we have amazing players on all the time and Josh. And also me. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, think over there it's not also just distance but but time because there's a you know, a million contests. Yeah, that too. There's a million contests. I mean, I remember when we back, were there back, back, back. there yes, was what, like two a weekend. Seven bands within thirty minutes of wherever you were. Not only that, yeah. but they go to a contest. They have one on a Saturday and one on a Sunday, like two different, total different contests. It was like Nuts, all the time, man. which is cool. Out here, we get, we're lucky if we go to one a month. If you're lucky, three a year, maybe. If you're really I mean, for us, yeah, three or like, four a year. Like we usually, like when we do our AGM, we're usually trying to hit three contests in a year, just because the finances. Correct, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which goes back to to uh, I suppose the Pasadena Scots who go to everything because they want those sweet, sweet. Wisp of aggregate points, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it's actually, it's less the points and more just, you know, the me being the the crazy leader who's like, we need to keep pushing. And if we have a month off, like, what are we, you know, like, we're losing all that momentum. So even when there's, it's funny. I mean, this is a, a look behind the curtain. I don't even think I tell the band this, but like, if, if there's a month where there's no contest, we typically have we build something in like it's either um, some kind of gig or performance or we like to, to schedule something just so there's something on the calendar to work towards. Um, otherwise it's like you have, you know, like right now or you have months where you're just not playing together and not um, kind of keeping things up to the standard that, that you'd like. Well, and that's one of the things uh, I thought, you know, I mean, everyone's kind of whinging about this same subject, but it's kind of two different, two interesting viewpoints to me anyway. And, you know, one of the benefits of hosting the show is I can fucking ask people questions that I'm interested in. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, like you're kind of dealing with everyone else, what everyone else is dealing with as far as like, what the fuck are we going for? I mean, we're, I don't know if we want to say anything about it, but in my opinion, in all likelihood going to have to cancel our November concert, which was the only other thing left that we were working towards. Very likely. Um, and then, you know, for Aaron, you have a similar thing where it's like, yeah, gigs planned, oh. man. Like I was, I was supposed to see your fucking face in April. I know we were excited about coming back. I was excited to have you and, uh, well, feed no. your tiki drinks. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we'll go, let's see, we'll go, uh, Aaron first, then Trevor, you know, how has, how has this been kind of fucking you in the ass when it comes to, uh, just motivation. It doesn't have to, not even like in the financial sense, because everyone's getting, right. everyone's getting fucked financially. Like there's nothing, there's no qualms about that. But what is in like the sense of like, God, I just want to get out of bed and fucking play my instrument. Like how's that, how's that <laughs> affecting you and the guys, Aaron? Well, it's, it's, it has been very, it's, it's certainly frustrating. And, and in the band, we're not just, you know, workmates, but we're friends too. I mean, Especially, I mean, I'm friends with CJ, but but Tiki and Turk, I've been friends with them for almost 40 years. 
and you know we don't see each we you know, we were hanging out every weekend almost and uh you know now we don't do so much of that we've been doing some trying to do some online you know facebook live hang kind of things uh, just to keep connected with 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 folks but really it's also so we can keep connected with each other um it's difficult to work on any kind of motivation for new material um there's uh and it's just hard to know like there are still a few a few events that have not canceled i'm sure they will but they haven't yet and so we're sort of going well maybe in October, we'll do that thing, maybe. Um, but we just, we just like anybody else now, we can't plan anything, and it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly difficult. You know that. I, I, I I'm Aaron. You're, you're not on Rad's show. You can say it fucking sucks. It's... <laughs> it, it, it does. Well, yeah, it does suck. It's, um, it's in some ways, my life work during the week hasn't changed much at all because. I do a, a lot of teaching, and almost all of my teaching before was on Skype. Okay. The only thing that's changed is now some of it's on Zoom. Right. You know? And <laughs> there's actually companies. more than there was before because there's more people with time. Yeah. Um, but the weekend thing is is very, very different. And uh, I also, I just have a need to, like, get get out and get on the road. I'm, yeah. you know, I miss that in itself, just... I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed that van runs. Five hundred thousand miles, baby. Wow, half a million miles. That's the best. I would run, but <laughs> hey, Aaron, we got a question from the audience. They want to know what's the best tiki bar you've ever been in. Oh, Aaron is a huge tiki bar fan, and so are the kickers. That's true. And I would, I would have to defer to to the king himself. Uh, but in my estimation. Frankie's is really good. The only problem I have with it is uh, being an LA guy and being out of cigarette smoke for as long as I have. That's a little. That's a little overwhelming oh, yeah. for we, me. We wash um, our clothes when we come home. Yeah, it sucks, but it's it's a great I, place uh, to get that. The uh, 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 yeah, I gotta go. Tiki Tea. Where's that? That's on Sunset, East Hollywood. Oh, it's shit. it's been there since back in the day. I went to a secret tiki bar in, uh, God, it was in San Diego. I went to go visit B nice. and it was like, you go, you go into like a restaurant and then they like, you tell them a, it was, it was a full fucking production, yeah. dude. It's like, you tell them a password and they take you through the back and it's like asses to elbows in a tiki bar. Yeah. Do you know this place Aaron? Uh, no, but there's a spot like that in, in Phoenix that we've been to. That's, uh, Oh, okay. I can't even think of the name of it now, but it's good. I don't know the names of any of the bars in Arizona. I just know how to find them. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. that, there's that one in, is it Flagstaff or what's the other place close to Flagstaff? Uh, Prescott? Prescott. There's that place like in the town where you go down the back stairway. <laughs> back the stairway and, and there's like the hallway with the lights on uh, it. Yeah. 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 You guys did not believe me that it existed. I did like, not believe you. They're like, Josh, you're about to fall into a fucking river down this fire escape. I was like, no, there's a bar here. I promise. It's somewhere <laughs> here. And then we just. There it was all of a sudden. We... <laughs> never, never doubt my alcohol finding skills. All right. It's, it's, they're legendary. I would put you and Aaron in a contest of sniffing out alcohol in a, in a town. We'll blindfold oh, you we'll and just it. see yeah. who finds the bar. First. <laughs> I remember, I remember it's like fun. the rare, yeah. I remember the rare occasions where like we'd get, we'd go to games, uh, even, even when we were in like Southern California and we'd go to games, uh, to promote the Vegas games and like, 
it'd be you know like 10 or whatever and nothing was open and like all of a sudden some some tankers or like some of the other bands would come sniffing around the game standing like okay well you know you got fucking scotch (laughs) (laughs) yes yes we do go to the back (laughs) (laughs) the famous vegas games tent back room (laughs) so uh uh question from the audience for trevor uh what was your worst or hardest toughest experience since becoming the pipe major of your band um, I think it, you know, it's, it's the same thing as kind of the question of what the challenge is right now with, um, the COVID-19 situation, I think is always just keeping everybody motivated and engaged, I think is the most challenging, but also like, I think on the other side, like the most rewarding part of it. So, you know, it's like, I think as a pipe major, you have to be kind of musically up to par, but I think more importantly you kind of need to make sure that everyone feels like they're you know like they're completely engaged in like the product that you're creating and like they need to be motivated to make good music and to trust the decisions that you guys that the leadership is making so um i don't know it's like i think that's that's the toughest part is just like keeping that up like it's it's hard um week to week even when we can rehearse and now in this situation you know it's like I, i would be a complete liar to say that it's not challenging it sucks and it's um you know not being able to see the band and not being able to play and make music and you know it's at this point it's like their family and friends like all the people in the band so not being able to see them every week for rehearsals terrible um we have weekend rehearsals where we would hang out in in the park and play for a couple hours and then go have beers and, and lunch and like so that's not happening so you know, to Aaron's point, I think, you know, the only thing we can really do is we do kind of a weekly Zoom just because I think everyone's concerned about everyone else in the band and they want to see each other and know how everyone's friends and families are doing. And just it's nice to catch up with everybody because we kind of, that's the whole big part of the band is like just the camaraderie aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going to, you know, get yelled at by drum majors in a hundred degree heat, you might as well do it together. <laughs> And with people that you like. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, guys, so uh, we're all agreed. We're going to beat his fucking ass later. Okay? We're all, we're all good. Let everybody see what kind of car he drives. Absolutely. Um, so I, uh, let's see, this one came through. Let's see. This is a question. Oh, uh, this is for Aaron. What is it? What is it like to spend question mark years traveling with the Tinkers? Do you still compete or miss competing? Uh, well, no, I don't still compete. I judge a fair amount now. Um, but I, I tried compete. There was a, a period of time where I was still trying to do solos and play in the police band and do the tinkers. And that Jesus just didn't work. Christ. Yeah. It, and sometimes it would be at the same games and it, it, that didn't last very long. That's insanity, sir. Yeah. I, I gave up on that. Um, and it, it is, it's just, it's too hard to put that kind of time into solo stuff too, because to play at a high level, I, I, you know, I'm not at the same level I was when I was really competing technically, you know, I think I've musically matured, but technically I'm not as solid as I was back then. Well, that's um, kind of and a... I do miss, I do miss it to a certain extent. I miss the challenge and the discipline and the uh, adrenaline of it, you know? But one of the but, things that I think yeah. is interesting is like you get, you make a lot of, uh, what I would consider to be style choices, like yeah. you, like when you're playing, there are things that you do that you made up, like that that came right out of the old noggin. You know, it's fucking for fuck's sake, Fusco. Hey, thanks. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, 
and I think that's important too. I don't know that this community, I think there's a large focus in this community on technicality and on uh, yeah. competition and not so much on like, just, just let's just rip a tune. Like for fuck's sake, let's do something weird. Uh, right. In the comp- competitive field. And yeah. But like, yeah, we're not tied into the trad scene. That's true. Like the, yeah. We like don't really have a trad scene. Aaron here. does like, what, um, shit, what do they call like Aaron stuff? Like, um, like kitchen piping or kitchen. Mm, ki- uh, no, what is it? Um, Fuck, why am I drawing a blank on this? I don't know. I don't know what you're going for. I already gave you the like, right answer. Uh, <laughs> the people that dance in the mud, like that kind of style of music. Like, what do they call that? <laughs> people that dance in the mud? Yeah. Uh, the Are you band. having a fucking stroke? Do, oh. I need to call, <laughs> do I need to call a doctor? Hold on, I'll think of it in a second. But Aaron's style of music, what do you call Hippie? What do you call the Wicked Tinkers? What is it? Wh- tribal. Music? Yeah. Tribal music? Tribal, tribal, okay. tribal, tribal Celtic music. Tribal, yes. 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 People so like that's dance. a whole different people that dance the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Listen, listen man, I was I was at the Utah games when there was lightning and thunder and rain. I was with Dude, Sha- that's, a, that's the title of the next fucking Wicked Takers album. It's just gonna be called People, <laughs> people that, that Dance in the Mud. <laughs> but I was there and there was lightning and thunder in the sky and the Tinkers were on stage, it was raining, and people were just, just like sliding through the mud. Yeah. Like dancing in the mud and they loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Right. And, and, and like you know, I that that's been a for me over the years. That's been a uh, a bit of a tug of war because I really, you know, I I judge, I teach, and when I teach, I teach, you know, correct bagpiping. Um, and when I when I play with the tinkers, I you know, I, it's, I don't take shortcuts. I don't always, you know, I make mistakes, but I, I, I'm not like, oh, I'll take stuff out of this so I can play it fast or anything. I, I just play it, yeah, to the best of my ability. But um, I do, I, I, I don't worry about the technical end of things in the same way because you know, if you're trying to get off of a table onto a plastic chair and back onto the ground without falling over while you're playing and you're hammered, it's a little hard to worry about your <laughs> deep throat, you know. But um. I'm happy when it comes off right though. But uh but I I still appreciate and enjoy the discipline end of things. Uh but I also like part of one thing for me was when I started playing Illin pipes which I am not good at. Uh I am n- by no means accomplished at it, but the approach is so different. The approach of like you know, learn 20 different things you can do with that note and then surprise yourself with which one you do when you play. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's a different approach and I appreciate that. You can't do that in a band, a pipe, pipe band, of course, because unless everybody psychically makes the same choice at the same time. Well, you can't do it in a pipe band because your fucking kilt's not ironed and your flashes are on wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you're late. You're, yeah, running, you're running late across and, the yeah, field. <laughs> you didn't know the fucking music that well to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that's interesting, though. I think, you know, I think that anyone who's, uh, who's a player, I think... Uh, people who listen to the show who are like higher level players and lower level players can get something out of it. It's like, dude, it's fucking, you also have to do it for fun. Like you also have to, yeah. you know, and it's not like you're not challenging yourself musically. Like I listen to your shit. Like you're, you're trying to figure out new ways to use the instrument. Every, everyone right. loves MSRs. I don't want to listen to an album of MSRs. I'm going to go f- stick a fucking gun in my mouth. Like that's just <laughs> right. one or two is great, baby. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. that's mostly what I play at home is MSRs and Pebrock, but well, Pebrock is still a very, uh, very acquired taste. I think in the that piping world, I enjoy listening to it. I'm in the st- piping world. 
Yeah, I'd say I would so. say in the regular world. Oh, maybe. Yeah. oh well, in the regular world, it's a it's a taste nobody's gonna fucking acquire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not worried about the normos, man. They're not gonna want to <laughs> listen to fucking. What, what? They're not, they're not going to listen to Andy Foucault's Bowels Lament to this fucking 17-minute <laughs> P-Rock. Uh, Aaron, have you ever played a P-Rock for the people that dance in the mud? Just for the fun of it. Just to see what they do. See if they revolt, throw batteries at you. Uh, I have to work on that. Well, you know, we try and keep put one on. I, I put one on all of our studio albums. That's true. You there's do. always yeah, a yeah. P-Rock on it. Yeah. I try and do something different with it, but there's always one on there. Well, because so, it's, 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 it's well, just fucking the one album. Skip. Like it's your fucking album. Put what do you want on there? You yeah, know, like, yeah. it's like, hey, guess what? You don't like Peabock? Record your own fucking album, bitch. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Send me your SoundCloud link of you fucking butchering uh, <laughs> Glasgow City Police Pipers for the seventeenth time. <laughs> hey, Trevor. Uh, one of our fan, one of our big good friends, Beer Boy Brad, um, tier one friend, tier one friend, nice. wants to know this. After listening to your last episode, if you could go back in time to a young Trevor learning practice channer, what advice as a pipe major would you give your younger self? That's such a good question. That is a tier one question from a tier one <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, he might also have know. the hots I mean, for you. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, he definitely does. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's... Uh, I think to some extent, I mean, I wish I would have been kind of a little bit more serious back then. Like I, I think I said last time, you know, I kind of fell into it in a way I didn't really plan on learning to play the pipes. It was like, I, I, I was always at school late waiting to be picked up and that's when they met to, to play practice channer. And so I, everyone's like, you're a clarinetist. You should just do it. Cause you have dexterity and finger dexterity. And it's, it's almost the same. And I'm like, well, looking back, it is absolutely 0% the same. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I think access, I think access to like things that we have now with technology, like had, had I had the ability to like have a Skype or Zoom lesson with people like, like Aaron every week or like, you know, like all the other great players like that are available for lessons, that would have been awesome. So I think having to like my, my, advice would to be like figure out a way to go learn something properly from the get-go because I did do a certain amount of relearning and unlearning of like how to properly play things because I was kind of being taught by people who didn't re- it was like the blind leading the blind so mm-hmm. um that's like so yeah, many I people's like, first experience yeah exactly well, especially especially here back then I mean you know well, Trevor, sure. Trevor's basically the same age as me and it's one of those things where it's like nobody fucking knew how to do anything compared well, to like if I knew then what I know now maybe may, well hold on maybe it's Aaron's fault that we're so bad because he was <laughs> he was around throw, 20 years ago and you're we still throw Aaron under the bus <laughs> <laughs> granted That's, granted uh, like, like much like Trevor's high school we brought him out once uh, and we're like hey now we're magically better <laughs> Aaron's like guys if there's a part in the break that you know you're gonna blow make your drummers go ah Covers a multitude of sin. Exactly. Oh, I, th- I think if I could go back and tell myself uh, anything, I'd be like, just learn drum. You'll enjoy band practice more. Yeah, exactly. They, the drummers have way more fun. They're having a blast, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, waiting uh, for pipers to get tuned up. Um, I, I think it's a great time. You're right, Trevor. Uh, now it's such a great time because there's access to so much. It used to be really hard to dig things up recordings find people to teach you yeah it's just 
it's all there now. It's great. So, Aaron, we have a question uh, for you that came through. It was, mm. uh, how would you describe the smell inside the Wicked Tinker's van <laughs> as you cross oh. the desert with four dudes? I, I, when that last question, when somebody asked what it was like being on the road all those years, uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind, actually. <laughs> and the van is, I, I wish, I wish this is where technology has just not caught up with the world because, like, just before we got on, I was in like a virtual world, uh, cause I got a, my, my family got me an Oculus for my birthday. Oh shit. Lost there you go. Other worlds, you know? So <laughs> Fusco's going to be lost in another world on an episode <laughs> soon. If I could take the smell out to the van so you could smell it. Cause it's out in the driveway baking in the sun right now. And <laughs> it's, uh, a sharp, bitter, <laughs> acrid smell with an under undertone of like, some sort of sweetness and maybe a little patchouli. I'm <laughs> well, not thanks, sure <laughs> exactly where that came from. There's uh, the scent of large hairy man, large sweaty hairy <laughs> man, and whiskey and Bud Light Lime. So basically, I, the same flavor as this. <laughs> this whiskey. Right now. I was yeah, gonna unlike your your studio there. I would suspect. Yeah, I would guess it was gonna smell like disappointment and bong water, but that's just me. It's yeah. There's a little of that. Well, I don't know about the bong water, but yeah. Uh, come on, CJ's in that van. Come but on. I have to know. I have to know <laughs> yeah. what is the. Uh, this is my fan question. What is the make model year of the of the WT van? Yeah, that is a uh, 2000 Ford. Um, I can't remember which the what the model actually is, but it's the V10 15 pass. There you go. That's like, no, that's, a, that's like the eighteen van. Ford, it was an old uh, production van, actually. <laughs> it's like uh, if you had the eighteen the van, but it wasn't a ramp. They run around the crew in. So <laughs> I remember. I remember. I used to just like during the season, I would just randomly see the Wicked Tinker's van in Las Vegas. Like I'd be, I'd be like going to get a bed, <laughs> and I'd be driving by Frankie's and see the v- Tinker's van, or like I remember I was sitting at a stoplight on my way to work, uh, or coming back from lunch to go to work. And like they pulled up next to me at the stoplight, it was the Wicked Tinkers van. <laughs> and I like Facebook message CJ. And the window rolls down, and all the smoke yeah, pours like out. I, I Facebook message CJ. I was like, "It's like where the fuck are you guys going? I'm literally right next to you right now." That's you know that's good luck. Is yeah. it? Oh shit! For me good or luck. for you? you? See the Tinker van is. Absolutely. Anybody, if you see the Tinker van, it's good luck. If you could rub it, it's even <laughs> better luck. Little kids at Highland Games, like they, that's the game they play. You know, how you used to play Punch Buggy out on the road. It's like <laughs> it's a Wicked Tinker, Tinker van game. You know, it's but, like oh, it's that one that was on the side of the road with the wheels on. <laughs> yeah, that's happened too. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, Trevor, I have a question for you. Let's get deep. Let's Not get. Sure. Let's get deep. Usually we only get wide, but on this occasion yeah. we'll get deep. One, well, there's two questions here. One, should do you th- do you think it's appropriate that you are now should be titled the premier pipe band in the United States? Take over that title from the LA Scots. I think I think it's time. I no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. The word premier is so <laughs> strange. I think we went Did down we that road last time. Last week? <laughs> How about I don't this? Know. I mean, I. How about un, instead of using the word premiere, you can use uh, two words that they can't, world champion. There you go. <laughs> well, they can't, you can't say it in the last 10 years, 20 years, whatever. But <laughs> Let's use those two words. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get phone calls on this. 
<laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah trevor go ahead and tell us why your band is better than la scott's um i mean i don't i don't know like every band has its own personality you know it's like the la scott's they you know we're friends with a lot of them they have you know they've gone through lots of changes but i think with our band it's um you know i think the thing that makes it great is that everyone is willing to help each other and we another fun idea that we kind of dove into like while we were thinking about going to the world was let's start a grade five band because we had so many players that wanted to play that wouldn't be able to play in the grade three band but like we you know it's like we can't turn these people away and we we need to create a place to kind of build um you know some kind of organization that's bigger than just one band so that was kind of happening in tandem with all the plans to go to the world in 2018 and i think that was such a you know a great thing to do and it was painful looking back but um we kind of we want to create a place where people learn like the right shit like you know it's like we want you know like like aaron is talking about it's like we we don't want to like have people come into different parts of the organization like having to unteach them things or or to explain like this is not how you know we would would express this respect or or express a jig so um it's like i think if we can kind of cultivate the talent early on like that was kind of that's our, our overall kind of goal is to create you know multiple bands that we can kind of build people up through and grow people um and you know start potentially even younger than that i think there's been conversations that we've had with you know do we kind of institute something a little bit more formal with granada hills high school or other organizations that have that kind of legacy of bagpiping and drumming but no real access to any instruction so i don't know if that makes us better but it definitely is a thing that we're always thinking about is like how do we how do we kind of leverage the people that we have now as talent to teach new people? And then like, how do we kind of have a multi-tiered organization where people learn and, and can grow up into different bands. And, um, you know, it's like everyone, everyone's always wanting to get better. I think our philosophy is always like, was this better than last rehearsal? Was this better than the last contest? Like, let's listen to the recordings. Like a lot of people kind of don't like to listen to recordings of themselves, um, both solo and band, but, yeah. We kind of do that. We do that, you know, at band rehearsal. We kind of listen to things and pass out sheets and, and talk amongst the band and say, like, what do you think about this? Like, do you, do you think this was good? Like, do you think this is bad? Do you, you know, what could be better about this? How can we how can we can continue to, like, hone things in? And not only with the music, but with the instruments. I think, as we know, the bagpipes are an animal in and of themselves, especially with, you know, like we're all playing in the grade three, we're playing sheepskin bags. So it's like, you kind of, Oof. they're, they're, they're like little machines. They're like, they, they have to be played. They have to be like rehemped. They have to like, you have to pay attention to all that stuff every week, which is another thing we're freaking out about without having yeah. any formal rehearsals week to week is like managing the instruments. Um, it's going to have to kind of be from the ground up again, because we're pretty, you know, there's notes that go out, from me and from you know justin selick is, is a huge person on the sound end in the band who's like hey did everyone play their pipe it's getting dry today put a put a plastic bag over your you know over your over your pipe bag like things like that where it's like we need to keep all that stuff in check so that we aren't regressing at all right right <clears throat> well so, you hold on i got part yeah, two of that yeah, question I'm interested is uh so trevor why have you not gone on to play with a grade one band and i've got many follow-ups to this parts of that are what keeps you going in the level that you're at? What motive keeps you motivated? 
and a great at a grade three level um i don't know i mean i think we talked last week about like when you when you become the pipe major you kind of it's like having a kid and i feel like that's what's most important right now is to continue to kind of nurture that child so to speak if we're continuing on with that metaphor of a kid but <laughs> um it's a little creepy um but uh yeah i think we're, all, know, we're I, all about the creep here <laughs> exactly so you know I would just say what's keeping me from playing a grade one band is like, I think that opportunity hasn't really presented itself in any kind of formal way yet. And even if it did, it would require me kind of, regardless of what I say, it's going to require me kind of taking some time away from all of the kind of work that goes on with keeping my current band together. So, um, and that's not a sacrifice that I'm necessarily willing to make right now. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So the, so the, the gro- no, it does, but it's interesting. So the loyal, your, your loyalty to the growth of your own organization is more important to you than playing at the, the ego part of playing at a high level. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in the long run, like it would be great to have that experience and in, it would be great, you know, for, to bring that back to the Pasadena Scots, like that level of experience in a grade one band to bring that, you know, those learnings kind of back and implement some of that stuff. Um, right now, I mean, well, I mean, right now, meaning I would say at the beginning of this year when we didn't know that COVID-19 was going to throw the entire contest season out the window, um, I, the thing that's keeping me motivated in being, you know, the kind of running of the grade three band right now is like that we do to some degree have like a, a, a really good momentum with, you know, 2018 being a really exciting year, surprisingly winning grade 3B, which was a huge you know, like it, it was a huge moment for us. And I think 2019, it was, everyone's like, oh, we can relax now. And I'm like, no, 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 we can't relax now because <laughs> everyone now, now is like, what the hell does a world champion grade three band sound like when I go to Pleasanton, I better hear like, you know, the most amazing, like grade three B band, you know, right. so it's like that 2019 season was all about like making sure that we kept Rep- on yeah, to to, like, the sound that we had. I can guarantee yeah. you, I know this for a fact that other other bands in that level were gunning for you at that point. They're like, oh my God, we've yeah. got to test ourselves against these guys. <laughs> exactly. We became like the barometer in the Western United States a little Correct. bit. So, you know, I think knowing, I think kind of knowing that potential and knowing that we haven't really reached the complete potential that we have as a group with the players that we have and the kind of commitment that we have and the dedication to, you know, making sure that our, we're, we're doing all of our individual parts to make the best performances that we can. I think that's what kind of keeps me going. Like, and if I, if we didn't have that, then I would be like, you know what, I'm going to go look for another opportunity for, to play in a, in a grade one band. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I get it. Cause I, I get that question sometimes. Like, why do you put up with the nonsense of where I'm at? And it's, uh, I want something to be good here. <laughs> I'm desperate for something to be good. Well, here. I mean, it's like the same shit. You and I have had this conversation on the show before, but it's like, why do you make more work for yourself? I get that question a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause if I don't make more work for myself, things won't be good. Right. <laughs> and all I want is for the thing to be good. Uh, we have a, qu- we have a question coming through for, this one's for Aaron. Oh, he was, who's enjoying um, what I'm assuming is a whiskey. 
I, I yes, I ran out of beers. Um, <laughs> this this is when things get interesting. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron on the whiskey. So uh, tell us this, and I don't think this is the actual correct song title, but tell us the story behind the song "Black Hair," and I don't think that's the title of the song on the album. Oh, Bonnie Black Hair Bonnie. or 14th of May? Yeah, it's actually it's an old, an old old traditional song, and it's uh, we used to do it in, in the first incarnation of the band, which was. 1996, 95. Damn. God. Um, we we did it then, and when we tried to tried to make our first, when we made our first. Trevor, album, how old were you in 1995 at the first iteration seven. of the Wicked Tinkers? I was seven. No, I just, in all honesty, <laughs> I just entered a new a new realm of COVID susceptibility. I'm in the next demographic now. I just turned 60. God damn! Really? Why do you think? Uh, no, do you, what the hell? Yeah, what that's why hell? we're not. That's why we're not coughing on you over video. I appreciate that. Thank you. I thought Aaron was I'm a peer. But sus- he's definitely because I remember. <laughs> I remember you had the. I remember the tune. Oh God, what was it? It was like the farmers. Something yeah, that, yeah. I once met and they sat by a rock. That one. That's the one. Just the farmer. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the black hair one. So that's another yeah, traditional we tried, limerick. We tried to put that on our first CD. And then they, uh, there we actually there was a record company we were working with on the first one, and they said, "Yeah, no, you can't put that one on." There. <laughs> That's a three-minute sex joke. Yeah. So we got we, uh, uh, and then I think we tried to put it on our fourth. It wasn't until our latest CD we finally record, like we recorded it three times at least, but we finally put it on a on a recording on the last one. But hmm. yeah, it's just an old it's just an old traditional song about how we all get here. <laughs> you know without that where would we be it's right? a very good point that's a very kind way of saying we all learn this to crush the puss <laughs> exactly so what or, was or what, shoot the hair or wallop the cat yeah that too <laughs> well that's that I, I assume that one's an effort to not procreate but i don't know i'm assuming that's a <laughs> masturbation joke but i don't actually know uh, <laughs> <laughs> hadn't thought of it that way, but sure, why? So the Wicked Tinkers are like the ACDC of tribal music. Like there's all like this, all these like innuendos and shit. And everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got the biggest balls in the mall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Ooh, this. Ooh, we got a snarky question. We do. Here. Yeah. This is very snarky. Nice. Uh, should we say yeah, fuck it let's do it so Trevor somebody somebody wrote in as being very snarky oh, man, it's being very snarky yeah. <laughs> I was and this person who is from a grade 3 band wants to know will Pasadena move up if asked or will they continue to destroy in grade 3 forever <laughs> uh, this um, is an age old question that band that just sits in their grade and just destroys <laughs> they're gonna go down to grade yeah, 4 yeah. and fly in a bunch of people from Scotland <laughs> Oh, let's hear what the Pasadena Scots uh, plan for making money for the 2021 Worlds is. Let's crush in grade three. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's like really, it's really tough because, um, you know, I think the grade two, the grade two thing really, it, it scares a lot of people in a lot of ways because it's like, oh, it's like, it, you know, you have to learn another, you have to learn another MSR and like your medley's a little longer. So it's like that kind of stuff. Um, is is always a consideration, especially with the band that we have now. It's like 
how, you know, where does, where do they want to go as a band? That, which is a huge question. Um, it's like, I, it's not my decision in a vacuum to make like whether or not we move up. Um, the other thing is, you know, it's like grade two means one thing in, in Western United States by band association. And it means a completely different thing. Um, everywhere else in the world, I think. And especially if you're looking to continue to compete, you know, on, in, in the world championship or abroad anywhere. So I think for, especially for now, just because things are so uncertain, I don't see us kind of making that leap anytime soon. Cause to me, it's, it's, it's a very big leap from three to two, especially if, you know, we're wanting to kind of see how, how we might fare on the world scene, like in, in three A. Sure. That is the most eloquent way I've ever heard someone say, not until Klaus Kelt moves up to grade one. <laughs> <laughs> when they go, we go. <laughs> when they go, when they're not when they're not fucking punching everybody's lights out in grade two, then we'll go. But it's a reasonable question, but it's also a reasonable answer because it's such a difficult thing. Because like to jump between grades is huge. It's nuts, yeah. Out here. So like, well, and it, even there, you got to keep in mind it's very entrenched, right? Like going from a four to a four, five to a four, four to a three, three B to three A, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but they're split. Bands That's... bands are circulating up, down, left, right all the time. Like it is incredibly rare, both here and in in over at the RSPBA, for like a grade one to move down to a grade two, or a grade two to move down to a three A. Like once you're in two or one, you're gonna be there for a, like a decade. Unless something drastic happens, yeah. 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 Something yeah. falls apart. But unless unless your cat scratches your face off. <laughs> but going up, man, it's it's <laughs> such a challenge because it requires so much more of your members to be prepared practicing at level that you gotta maintain. Yeah, everyone's gotta show up. Right? Yeah, then leadership's gotta recruit better players and they gotta get some extra people in there. You need bigger you need more size and Pasadena Scotts is notorious for being eight pipers and three snares and fucking away we go, let's crush yeah. everybody. They are the they are the exception to the rule of bigger is better, right? Because you guys have been destroying with a small band forever. Oh yeah, which everybody else is like the bigger you are, you can hide mistakes, blah blah blah, and and that works. It definitely works. Oh, they're focusing on having uh, like eight good pipers and four to six good drummers. I've seen them of, go out with six and instead like, of having a, just <laughs> like a, that's unheard of. <laughs> that's instead remarkable. of having a gaggle of assholes, like <laughs> go out with twenty and who gives a shit and you'll win because <laughs> half of their half of them have their fucking uh, have a. <laughs> goddamn golf tee in their channer just go <laughs> well <laughs> maybe but that's a whole different thing <laughs> uh yeah i mean the amount of the amount of players and the amount of players to produce a grade two sound both in the drum corps and the pipe corps is another big consideration that you know like you said we're, we're a small band and it's like that moving up would just completely devastate us i think we're not ready to we don't have the the numbers to do so um so I mean, I think the short answer is no, we're not ready. <laughs> like, we're just not there. <laughs> Trevor's short answer is to all the other haters out there, get good, bro. You're about to say, yeah, get ready. <laughs> slapped in three. One of the great fucking dismissive, but yet um, insults that, that are that's in the video game world is get good. Like, if you if you bitch about, like, oh, this guy shouldn't be in this blah, 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 get good. Get good. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's going to be out there. Get good, bro. <laughs> Hey, Wasser, right? get I mean, good, it's, you cunts. It's terrible. I mean, like, we went over, you know, it's like we heard a lot of the great, other great 3 big bands uh, warming up, like, all throughout the week in 2018. And I was just like, everybody's like, who is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just 
get your pipes out. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you that that's the people we're playing against in three days. Like that, you know, they sound great. Like yeah. they, it, the standard of playing is just 100% different um, over there. So especially when it's like, they, there's just a different, it's a different part of the culture, which we, I think we brought up last week as well as like, you know, there, there's nothing else to do during those like the winter months you're trapped inside and you play your instrument and you get it great and then you have in the spring and summer you really just rehearse 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 with your band here in southern california like there's so many other distractions people you know go on vacations like it's it's different it's not part of our culture in the way that like it's something we do all the time yeah yeah so uh can i ask can i just ask you a question too because i i would think that going one problem going from three to two for you when you're talking about numbers is something that sounds like it's really important to you guys is the camaraderie that you have uh right. you know, cohesion and if you if you suddenly had to like double the number of people hanging on to that would also be difficult which would then make it less fun to, to do absolutely yeah it's another point like that's not music related but also just like keeping the like core members of the band engaged um is like who are these people and why are you bringing them into the band like they don't like they're not members like when you know so i think it's a whole it's just like a big it's a big conversation to be had um but yeah it's true it's like it's a concern we've always had because we're very you know it's like i think we're we're kind of picky with who we want to be part of the band in a way um and so we kind of build out the band with the people that we know are going to be those people that, you know, are encouraging of others and like build and like, and lend a hand where they can and to use their skill set to improve other players in the band and not just the band they're in, but like the lower grade bands that we've got in our organization as well. So, um, well, why you know, it's like, why, why the there hell? was even concerns with the band, like bringing in, we, we had a couple of guest musicians in 2018 going to the world just to make sure that we had, adequate numbers to produce like a comparable sound um and you know even then it was like you know it it just was it wasn't a problem but it's just a conversation that has to be had with the band like hey these are people that are coming in they are rehearsing at you know and we're we're having them send recordings to me and it's like the band needs to know that those people are putting their time in as well because the core members of the band come every week and they play all the gigs and they play all the contests and they know kind of every single little solitary thing that's going on in the medley and MSR. And then, you know, to have people who are new come in um, and not knowing what that adds to the sound, it's like, it's a little, it's, it can be sticky. So it's like, you know, it, it was another added challenge of like making sure I was keeping all the guest musicians and the people who are kind of new to the band honest with, their contribution and making sure that they were up to par with what they were contributing. Do you find people, do you find your band members that are local question, question that? Or do you over communicate to make sure that they don't question that? Like what's your strategy there? Um, yeah, I mean, we just, we're very transparent. I think it's like, I, we had an open just conversation with them. Like, look, here's, here's what the plan is for the Scotland roster. And here's who's, planning to play who are planning to have in the core or the both the pipe core and the drum core to kind of bolster up the numbers and beef up the sound and like basically it's like we we know these people are going to be positive contributions to like our both our performances so 
um, you know, here's what's going on with them. They're, you know, we're, we're having rehearsals with them X amount of times per week. And like, um, you know, I was, you know, exchanging recordings and like going to, to have rehearsals on my own with them. And so, um, you know, I think there, that at that point in the history of the band had built up like, you know, a, a certain amount of trust with people knowing that I wouldn't put the band in a position that was going to be detrimental. And so it's like, you know, trust me, like we're going to make this work and it's going to be a, a positive thing for everybody. It's not going to be, we're not just bringing these people in just for funsies. Like it's, 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 they're going to be a positive addition to the sound. And, um, you know, it's like when you're going to compete at the world championship, like you need to kind of ha bring in people that are in your area that like, even though they're not part of your organization, like, you know, that they are talented and they can pull it off and they can learn the material um, and kind of gel with the rest of the band. So mm -hmm. if I didn't think those people could do it, I definitely wouldn't have approached them to begin with. Hit yeah. the bell. Um, so this brings us on to our weekly segment of Fuck You Fusco. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> this is new. I can't wait to hear what this is all about. But here, okay, track my logic. Here. I'm with you. Because we had a we had a situation. Um, I remember we were bringing in some people from out of state mm -hmm. for the Las Vegas games in 2019. Yes. And not, not fucking ringers by any means. Well, no. Tim's kind of a ringer, but... But he didn't really know the music that one well. One person. Like, we knew we were playing for sheets. We knew we, were, we didn't have a drum core. Yeah, we had no drum um, core. <laughs> I was at a ringer. And we just had people that were friends. I mean, Ozzy came from Australia. Like, Tim came down. Like, And it was mostly, like, people that just wanted to jam with the band and hang out and gel with everyone. And I don't feel like the rest of the band got on board. And I don't know if that was a communication error on our part as leadership or what. But, like, people were like, who the fuck are these people? It's like friends of they're your friends too you just don't know it yet like <laughs> i would hmm, my my recollection of was that that was the case that people were like who the fuck are these two and why are why are we getting cut and they're not it's well, like, well they can okay fucking, that's a whole different thing they can fucking play the, the music better like, players but okay but get good <laughs> get, get good, good. <laughs> exactly but episode title we definitely <laughs> get good g-i-t-g-u-d get good <laughs> no we definitely had that problem and i wonder like but Trevor is a, like Trevor and I are very different, right? Big time. Yes. How much do you want me to insult you in my description? Go for it. I don't. I don't care. Like, like I highly respect Trevor. Great guy. Very good pipe major. As far as like, I mean, he's won the worlds, right? Like, what else could you ask for, right? So, but we brought in people who wanted to play with us because of Channer, right? They're yeah. friends of ours yeah, through this. Absolutely. Show. It was only through the show. And, and they're like, hey, we want to come to Vegas and hang. I was like. Well, we're playing for sheets, and like we want to come anyway. We don't care, yeah. yeah. And it only helped, but there was definitely. So this is the thing I'm thinking about, Trevor. Is like there's definitely a, like a jealousy factor versus of the people that are local that are there every week versus the people that they could get to fly in and just crush it. Just do it. But yeah. that's their ability is they can fly in and crush it. Like, what do you say? To I mean, that? do you like, think how anyone, do you handle that? No one felt know. that way about us. Like we when we flew in, like we were well middle of the pack. We were middle of the pack. Yeah, it's like it's nobody. Like, I felt no jealousy. I felt. I, mean, no, I remember. No I remember we flew disdain. in. First contest was medley. I didn't know it. You played, so I did, and right. I just like did video and photos and stuff, and but, held. But I felt seventeen no, water bottles and tuners. I felt no disdain. And then, from like anyone. everyone quit after that. No, there was like two guys that quit. Uh, yeah, but they <laughs> didn't have numbers. That was a whole different. Like thing. I remember they didn't have numbers <laughs> after that. It's like I'm here for four. This more is a weeks. Way, that's like, a way more complicated yeah. thing. That but no, but no, and no, it's, it has nothing to do with this. But it comes into it's like, dude, just like just fucking just play music and have fun. Like at the end of the day, yeah, this 
This is a person who came here to play music with you. Why are you being a cunt about it? Right. Like, just, just yeah, enjoy I, it. I, I think from the perspective of the pipe major, the, like, the goal is clear. And, like, the, the upper hand, like, what you gain out of that is very clear. It's like you're bringing someone who you know is going to be reliable and you know that they're going to deliver the product that, that you've asked for. But it does put people on edge. And, and, you know, it's like if you put yourself in, in their shoes, it's like you kind of do it's like, you know, why is this person being able to come in and like not have any rehearsals? I was like, we we made it a point to have anyone who was playing with us with the world like they had to attend like a, at least a couple weekend rehearsals in the park because it's just like I want everyone to see that like these people are putting in the time, they know the material, like they can stand next to you and they can play and they can adjust their blowing and they can gel with all of the unison playing that we've been working on locally. So, um, and it's not, it's it's not dad's second family. Dad still loves you too, but like, this is, but but this is, but this is your stepbrother and I want you to play nice in the circle together. (laughs) (laughs) But it strike it strikes me in that kind of thing that that everybody in an organization has to ask themselves, am I in this for the good of the organization or just for me? And if if you're like, well, yeah, they're coming in and they're doing a great job, and my I'm not pulling it off right now, and I got cut, and I'm mad about that. Like, well, you know, do you think you should play and mess it up for everybody? because you want to do it or are you you know out for the good of the organization and and, and wanting to be a part of it you know well that's the, that's the great um it comes the with grand, experience the grand no. like curse of piping is like many yeah. people are don't well one they're not self-aware enough to know that so like right. they're assuming hey these people came in and they're my friends so i'm gonna let them play no matter what like n- no they, no like, but they also get, cut your ass. Like, if they get cut, right. you get yeah. cut. Like, it's all for the betterment of the organization. Yeah. You, you, but maybe you didn't earn that trust. I don't know. Like, maybe Port, they don't know that. Port or Rush, I tried to cut myself. No, I, no, no, that's a whole different thing. Like, it's like, but like, no, <laughs> like you gotta. If you haven't, I would say this: if you have never had the conversation where you're like, I'm having a bad fucking day. Yeah. I should not be out there. But because many people me being, don't have that ability because me being out there will drag everyone else the fuck down. Like many people, you like. Let's say you're having a bad day, and, and that's and, coming and from Trevor me. Cuts I'm the most. I'm the most. And then you go on a fucking on planet. Like, hold on. If you you're having a bad day, you're playing in Trevor's band, and he cuts you, and then you go on a fucking Facebook rant because my pipe major's a dickhead or whatever. Like, this has happened. It's happened. Oh right? no, it happens like all you, the fucking time. Do you like, trust your pipe major to make the right decision? And if not, you're in the wrong fucking. And also, place. like, yeah, you're you're just you're you don't you're not cohesing. Like you're. More focused on your own personal success than anything else. Because, like, what dude, I, when I get cut, I'm like, okay, so I'm not playing, right? And like, yeah, I'm like, what do you need? Like, you want me to grab some waters? You want me to take some pictures? Right. Like, you want me to take the fucking performance? Right. Like, right. you know, you're no, still no. part of the team, man. Well, but not not everybody thinks that way. Many right. people don't think that way, actually. So this is what's interesting. And Trevor maybe hitting on a point, and Joe Brady talks about this all the time, is he is intentionally creating a culture of people that don't act that way. Which is really, by, really by important. By firing yeah. motherfuckers. By just not letting them in the yeah. band in the first place. Smart way to do it. Yeah. And keeping it small. I don't know how they succeed by keeping it small. But either way, it's a, it's a, it does work. <laughs> so we have, a, we have another question. Um, this is for Aaron. 
Uh, uh oh. This came through the audience. Uh, and they say if you were stuck on a raft in the ocean and there wasn't enough food for all of the wicked tinkers to survive, who would you drown and why is it CJ? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. First off, if if we had to eat one of us, it would definitely not be Tiki. Because <laughs> I think he's gone bad. He's expired. Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah he's a little gammy, as they say. Um, Tiki's well past the sell by date. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, it might be, it might have to be CJ, but but I think Turk would be good eating. That's true. He, but could you could you take him though? Even three on one, I don't think y'all could take him. He's a big well, boy. You know, no, if he gets roused, <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't three v one Turk. Uh, no, he's slow to anger, but but yeah, we'd have to sneak up on him. <laughs> he he could never see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we, if we lost if we lost the advantage of surprise, we'd be done for. Yeah, because that's a big old Viking dude, man. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, this question came through, and we'll start with Trevor. Uh, how do you feel about the? What is this? About the goddesses of bagpipes, are they good for us or bad? I'm assuming us means piping in general. Um, you know, it's like I think it's uh, it's so weird because it's like in the in the grand scheme of musicians, like I feel like the pipe band world is is often like labeled by classical musicians as like this thing that's not as prim and proper as classical musicianship is, and like being in an orchestra or something. Um, and then you have that, like, if you zoom in one level deeper, it's like the world of competitive pipe band, um, as we know it, like with the worlds and MSRs and medleys, like, then there's this like other, like, you know, stereotype of like anything that's not that is like not, is not like prim and proper and we shouldn't, it, it, it shouldn't be paid attention to. Obviously that's clearly not the case. I think a huge, a huge, um, example of that is the Wicked Tinkers who, I think were a huge reason that I started piping. I mean, I still have my, Aaron, I still have my hammered CD in my CD wallet, like, I mean, as a high schooler. So, um, you know, I think that like, it's, there's just, there's a different place for, for bagpipes in general. Like there's different realms of bagpiping, just like there's different ways you can play a, a violin. It's like, you can yeah. play a violin like in an orchestra and first chair, and then you can also play jazz on a violin. And then you can also play, you know, violin, like, pop music on the violin i don't know it's like i think that there's room for more um and i think that there's like there's a lot to learn from people like the goddess of bagpiping and like the wicked thinkers with regards to just music <laughs> as we do get so caught up in technicalities like we were talking about earlier yeah um you know it's like i think inverary has been successful at implementing a lot of musical like elements to their medleys that aren't traditional um that that is like great to hear because it's like it's not just the way it's been played a hundred million times and like it's not the exact same way you know it's like let's not try to replicate the exact same way it's been played by a thousand bands like let's add some flavor and some music that makes it more fun to listen to uh so aaron yep. yeah. switching over to you um same question with the caveat of how do you feel about the wicked tinkers and inferary being compared to the goddesses of backpiping <laughs> Hey, I have so many, so many thoughts on this. But, First, Aaron, uh, 
if we got as many uh, hits as the goddesses of bagpiping on YouTube, I'd be happy about that. Wear a and... shorter skirt, Aaron. I'm about to say, put, <laughs> you know, put Tiki in a help. bikini, man. There you go, like, dude. Just be a hot chick and you'll be fucking gold. Put Tiki, put Tiki in a bikini uh, and he'll be fine. Oh, good God, man. You just, I think you curdled my milk there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also being, being, uh, at the same time, being lumped in with Inverary is also lovely. So, yeah, that's no, amazing. Say, oh, my God. You know, I'll tell you, years ago, Jimmy Young, who I used to teach with at the summer school and was a great friend of mine and, of course, a fantastic piper, uh, he said that he really appreciated what he did, what we did, which was a, great for me to hear at the time because this was years ago, because he felt like we were bringing people in. Right. Yes. And... uh you know, I, I have my own beef with, like, it. I I, I laugh at myself sometimes uh, because I'm not a big fan of, uh, um, what is it? <laughs> you know. I've done that shit for money. I'm not, I'm not shy. <laughs> but, you know, and bands, you know, un, unnamed bands playing, you know, Don't Stop Believing and stuff like that. You know, it's part of it is because it's not tunes that I like. But it, so I, I'm in in some ways I'm weirdly traditional. But at the same, so you're not time, wearing underpants like, right now. I, I get a laugh out of out of hardcore traditionalists who say, "Oh, that's Star Wars. Don't play that. That's a that's ridiculous. Don't play that. That's not a bagpipe tune." All right, let's play Amazing Grace, Green Hills, and when the battle's over, none of which are freaking bagpipe tunes. Right. You know. Popular music has, you know, on the one hand, we get denigrated because we're not real musicians. Oh, and yeah. I could tell get it from loads sides. of stories about that. Uh, and then on the flip side, it's like, well, we can't play that piece of music because it's not a bagpipe tune. Well, you know, if we're real musicians, we should be able to play whatever music we want to on the bagpipe. Sure. Um, you know, as long as it fits, I do get annoyed when people try to play Star Spangled Banner and change keys four times and stuff but um what if you know. what if you're playing the star wars theme but you're blowing like a cunt and you're doing it on a unicycle <laughs> there is that <laughs> hey it's not easy to breathe in that darth vader helmet man come on yeah he hasn't responded to my request to have him on the show but i'm still working on it him and Stephen McWhorter are our biggest gets. <laughs> That's that dude. Stephen, well, now Stephen we got McWhorter. Aaron. Stephen McWhorter is my fucking white whale. <laughs> we get him. That's gonna be the last episode. <laughs> We're quitting after that. Oh. We might all be playing in a Darth Vader mask soon. So uh, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's. I think sure. Aaron. I think Aaron makes a good point though. Like you know, I li I like the concept of it. Well, if you're if you're a real fucking musician, you know, you can play whatever. I think more importantly, one of the things that I enjoy about, you know, that band is like, just play what you want to play as, as long as you're doing it well. Just do it right. well. Yeah. Like, and I think that's an important point. I mean, like no one, you know, uh, what would you call it? Mud people music? <laughs> people people dance in the mud. Tribal, know. tribal Celtic music. Um, yep. Like, you know, like that shit is... You're, there's there's a level of execution there that can get lost in the fact that everyone's having a good time, right? And if they don't know any better, then they kind of miss out on the execution. But you know, that's four incredibly talented musicians. I'm including CJ begrudgingly, but 
but it's for it's for very talented musicians and so it's like if you're in the know you listen like you know if you're not in the know uh, you apparently you slide in the mud and uh, whatever Fusco is talking Dance about in, in Utah, That's yeah. What it was. But uh, but like if you're in the know, you you listen to it, and you're like, holy shit, like that slaps, and they're doing it right. Like I mean, that's those are fucking handmade drums for the most part. Like that shit's crazy yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Um, there's, there's so much to go down that road, but we I don't yeah. think we I don't think we've got yeah. the time. But it, it it is interesting. And Aaron who is one of those guys. And I remember many, many times at the Flagstaff school. Cause I, I actually attended the, the one in uh, Carlsbad back in like 2003 or something like that. Yep. And then, then Flagstaff 2009 for a few years. But like Bruce always introduces Aaron as one of the, one of the guys that brings people to piping, which is always yeah. a good thing. Like if you bring people, it's only going to add innovation. Cause some guy might be the next Gordon Duncan or fucking Robert Watt yeah. or Stuart Little or whoever it is. You don't know. Well, and I didn't see, like, I mean, you know, like the closest thing I can think of that wasn't based here in the States would be like Fred Morrison maybe. And like, I didn't hear a fucking Fred Morrison CD until I was well into piping. Well past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well into right. it. But he also kind of has that like, like, nah, we're going to, we're going to rip this shit. Like, yeah. 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 Fred's great. But then you also got the problem where like somebody's like, Hey, they come to you like, I have a practice chanter that I bought in Pakistan and I want to play fucking <laughs> wallop the cat or whatever fucking goddamn thing. they. I want to play don't stop believing because yeah. the chili piper. I want to play Star Wars at my dad's funeral. How and, do I do it? And, and you're, you're like, like oh, fuck hell. My dad's funeral is in two months and I want to play it on the pipes. Yeah. I want to play <laughs> Star Wars on the pipes for my dad's funeral because I saw a guy on a unicycle do it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, I'm, I got a unicycle teacher. And now I got the bagpipe teacher. I think I'm going to pull it off. I can make this happen. We can all do this together. The easiest hey. easiest way to do it is to close your garage door and start your car. <laughs> Don't forget to crack the window. Oh my god. So I, I so we we do have to wrap up pretty soon. We gotta let these gentlemen go. Yeah, right. So we bad. have some we have some rapid fire stuff, and this gets back to the topic of America. Fuck yeah, as far as piping is concerned, because yeah, we were having too much fun with you guys, and I hopefully you had fun too, and we'll get you back. Because America, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> is that the is there an eagle outside? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, America. So let's get to those rapid fire questions. So I have some. I have three questions, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them out as I go. Uh, starting with Trevor, what do you think is the most underrated aspect of American pipers and bands? <laughs> I think the most underrated aspect of American pipers and bands is like the different walks of life that everybody comes from, because like it's like not it's not part of our culture again. So it's like cool to see like. Just it it brings people from all over the place, you know. Uh, Aaron, same question. I thought that was a great answer. It's very true. It's like uh, there are all like economic strata, and I, the one thing that kind of binds everybody together in piping is that they're all some form of nerd in America. So <laughs> yes, absolutely correct. <laughs> we're yep. all. Wait, we're not cool. I oh, shit. Oh. I thought we were cool. <laughs> We're the coolest yeah. of the nerds, which is like really <laughs> king, very, we're king of Nerd Mountain. <laughs> All right, so our next rapid fire question, starting with Aaron, if you gave an award to the person doing the most for piping in America, who would it be and why? We're oh. so upsetting the Canadians right now, but keep we keep saying America, and I guarantee you they're all fucking fired up. Guess what, guys? <laughs> uh, my friends you in Banda de Gaitas, Mexico, and my friends in uh, Canada, we're talking about the U.S. of A. The because most important part of America. Because wow. hold on, 
See, this is why his sound. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't on that screen. (laughs) So, Aaron, if you gave an award to the person doing the most for piping in America, who would it be and why? Good God. Uh, 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 I would give it award posthumously to Seamus McNeil for starting the summer schools. You sure you don't want to give it to Josh and Andy? That's definitely runner up. Definitely we're runner, runner up. up. Us, we're running up to Seamus McNeil, a legend in piping. But fair enough. It's I, like it's like all my girlfriends have told me you were my second you know, pick. Seamus McNeil gets a lot of denigration. Say that again. Sorry. Seamus McNeil gets a, a lot of people are anti-Seamus because they feel like he was uptight and hidebound and stuff, and he was. But but he was a proselytizer for the bagpipe, and and the hey, summer whole summer school movement started with him and yeah it's still going on yeah we just more, did the zoom school just finished it last weekend more successful than ever. yeah you did how did that go by the way why does it cost the same if you don't get to be in person <laughs> no oh. it was cheap it was what i'm sure it's five man buck 25 that's pretty good how'd that go though like how do you i mean i was, i teach on zoom it was all the time surprisingly good we kept the classes to like no more than six okay um we had uh, a variety of good teachers, and uh, the Zoom worked pretty well. And uh, and we had the best of all, I think, in, in addition to all the teaching and everything as usual, the camaraderie was there. There was a lot of hanging I just, out. And- I cannot believe you're going to get teachers for a summer school if they don't get to have their, like, rumspringa. <laughs> but the best thing about that is, and especially in Carlsbad, is you don't have to do that fucking Fishigana goddamn concert, right? No, well, yeah, it was great to not have to do that. How sure. ma- that's the but one we still thing. Had pub night. We still had pub night. Did People you? People who wanted to play nice. played their pipes nice. and drums. That's what we do. We do and, that every Friday on the fucking dojo. And they saved money on Plan B. <laughs> Same question, Trevor. If you gave an award to the person doing the most for piping in America, who other would than be Josh and, and Andy, other than Josh and Andy, other <laughs> than you guys, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> I think I, I have two answers. I think one, like the first, is the like very general answer of like. Anyone who's teaching kids to play bagpipes and drums, like, is like, th- those are the real people who are like creating the future of like what we we know today as like our our hobby and like our craft. And so, that's like my very overarching general answer. But you know, it's like I think going back to like the accessibility thing, like I think the Andrew Douglas and the Piper's Dojo stuff is great, and I think. Yeah. He's made it very accessible to, like, have everyone, you know, like, to provide resources to, like, anyone that needs it. Like, and that's great. I think it's something, like, going back to little me, little Trevor in high school, like, wanting to kind of learn correctly and, and like, God, Trevor, have if, those resources. If, that makes sense. If you and I, that's like, I, yeah. I started learning in 2000, 2001. If I had the fucking Piper's Dojo back then, I would be a beast <laughs> instead of poor Dan. Instead of just fucking exactly. poor ass me. I learned at the same time, so yeah. we started at the same time. I know, man. So what Trevor's saying is, what's your excuse Cause for I'm not sh- being a grade 3B champion? 3A I'm a, champion. Because I'm a shit human being. That's 3B what. champion? <laughs> 3B. Goddamn, get it ready. Right. It's 3B champion. But soon to be 3A. Uh, okay, so our next rapid fire question goes to Aaron first. How do we get jobs with the Wicked Tinkers? Yes. Have you seen me oh. play drums? Because I could, I could, I, I'm sure I could win CJ's job. Well, well, first off, we always need fluffers. 
<laughs> hey, if they don't mind, if they don't mind a little bit of beard and stash. <laughs> My beard is very soft. If I they use, don't, I yeah. use a product. If I they don't, product. if they don't mind a little ball bumper, uh, <laughs> Fusco, you're in. <laughs> Is that is that my internship? Like I got to be the fluffer. That's like, my internship. Yeah. How, how did you how did you start playing with the tinkers? Well, I started as ball bumper. Hey, I think DJ got started. Come on. Um, oh if my God. We, we uh we you know sadly we the entree used to be merch. It used to be if you sold merch if if you would come and sell merch that would your entree because CJ sold merch and then he was in the band and Tiki sold merch and then he was in the band and Turk sold merch and then he. Um, but, uh, nobody, we don't sell any merch anymore. So, uh, that's not so much a help. I guess you could, that's just okay. We don't sell band. any merch anymore either. That's right. We have a business idea for you, Aaron. Are you, oh, you want to, you want a franchise? Is he thinking? Oh, let's go. Let's give him our idea. Okay. What's the pitch? So here's the pitch, Aaron. You yeah. listen, you can't do this forever. You're 60 years old for fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> like, I know Jesus <laughs> so the only way to retire appropriately, cause I'm sure as a professional musician, your savings are shit, but you, that right. <laughs> well, the savings are all poured right back into that van franchise rights, brother franchise. Rights. I know. So here's I've been thinking that I've been thinking we got a franchise. Here's our proposal. The ticket okay. winkers starring <laughs> Josh and Andy, the ticket winkers, ticket yeah. winkers. So you, you, you sell the rights. No, no, we'll just, buy, we'll buy the rights. Tinkers Vegas. I don't have, I don't have a didgeridoo, Perfect. but I can get access to a large cardboard tube that a roll of carpet went on. <laughs> Listen, I will find somebody that can circular breathe like a motherfucker. This is Vegas, after all. There's Fusco, a bunch of we don't need to, do We don't need to talk to your ex-girlfriends okay. this soon, pre-quarantine. All right. Listen, those girls have earned the right <laughs> they to breathe. be CJ. They breathe through their ears. <laughs> <laughs> Ticket Winkers, Las Vegas. Uh, hey, no, seriously. It doesn't though. have to be an exact copy. As long as it's got the dan- people dancing in the mud field, and that- <laughs> so, yeah. as long as as long as Aaron gets his twenty five percent, he doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. Listen, right. you're gonna be sitting home, That's brother. Right. You're gonna be like you and you and Lisa are gonna be like sitting in a big chair, like big leather chair, like I like it. The ticket winkers, man, they're out there fucking earning. Big, they're good earners. <laughs> they're good earners, those boys. That's right. Those bringing in, the, yep. We got the Atlantic City. <laughs> He's a good earner, got- this motherfucker right here. <laughs> You're just rolling in the dough. All you got to do is sell the rights to the Wicked Tinkers. I, I can like probably learn to play Banjo Breakdown, maybe, and spin at the same time. We've can, done it. I, yeah, we, we, we did stole it. their we bit once. Game of Drones, we stole the Banjo Breakdown. Remember bit, the time that the Wicked Tinkers came to um, the Scott's, the January's, what is that called? Oh, the Robbie Burns uh, thing. Yeah, the Burns Dinner. And then oh, you yeah. and I played first, and we we stole their <laughs> act. On, very intentionally, we stole their act. <laughs> We did the whole spin thing. Oh, I, I still have the picture of us yeah. sitting on their laps. Oh, it's a great picture. What a yep. great picture. Uh, yeah, I remember that well, sadly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I could do? This is this gives me a new idea. I could start, like, instead of Trump U, Trump University, I could start my own, like, like Wicked Tinkers boot camp where you come in, like, pipers come in and they learn all the tunes. And then if you pass... Like through the levels, then you can uh, you can buy into a franchise. That's a I great like, idea. I think. Oh, okay. So you're not I you're got, not talking uh, about a pyramid scheme. You're talking about an uninverted triangle scheme. 
Yeah, a multi, a multi, multi-level crawl, marketing, uh, multi-step, <laughs> multi-level uh, marketing, step way. Yeah. Also, we have a great set of Wicked Tinker steak knives. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> that second place. Oh, listen, first, George, gotta, Luke, George Lucas made a fortune off the marketing. Let me tell you. I gotta, I gotta say, guys. Uh, so we do have to, we gotta cut the episode. Um, so, but if you, if you guys are willing to hang out for a little bit, we'll do so after the show. If if that's cool with you, it's completely voluntary, unlike most of Fusco's sexual conquests. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I just want to go around the table. We'll do last word. Um, I'm going to do probably just because it's counterclockwise to me. Probably do Fusco, Trevor, Aaron, me. So Sounds let's good. start with you, man. So my last words are this: one, America, fuck yeah, because we're the best. Eagle noise. Hold on, eagle noise. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Um. <laughs> All the Canadians and Australians are losing their shit right now, which is great. Um, but I want to I want to thank Aaron and uh, Trevor for coming on. Two arguably two of the best American proponents of piping in the United States. Not of even arguably, I would say. Like, and Joe Brady's in there. Plus, I just want to you know I want to keep. Andrew Douglas with, is I want to keep I want to keep list. fucking with Doogie till he sends me our uh, our sign up check for the last ad. So. Well, yeah. But and then so while Andrew Douglas is in there, Do- Piper's Dojo is up on the list. I'll suck Joe his, Brady. I'll suck his dick in my speech. You can Sh- you, you city can of Sh- city yeah. of Chicago pipe bands in there. Andrew, uh, Aaron, and Trevor for sure. So captains, captains of industry, ca- absolutely. Trevor, who is the premier pipe major of all American pipe bands, the last American <laughs> band to win the worlds ever, ever, because there's never going to be another one. It may never happen again. We never know because Joe Brady certainly won't do it. Um, but uh, <laughs> the next world's gonna be in Raleigh. <laughs> that would be well. That's the only way they'll win. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It was amazing. You guys are awesome. Both hugely influential. Aaron, absolutely hugely influential to American pipers. Trevor, you inspire me as a pipe major. I want to be a better pipe major because of you. I just don't have the same. I'm about to say, will you do it? <laughs> no, I don't have the same charm. Trevor is charming, and I am not. But. I, I respect you and I appreciate it and thank you for coming on. All right, going to Trev. Last words. Also, what's your favorite nickname? Because I've given you like seven. I've done like Trevor, Trev, Talk, Takahashi. Like I've gone, I've gone across the board. <laughs> what do your friends call you? I don't know. I mean, like you can call me whatever you want, Josh. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't do not do that. <laughs> yeah, can't you? <laughs> Um, I think tre- people, most, most people call me Trev, but, uh, or Trevor, but yeah, I, I, I mean, thank you guys for having me again. I, I, you're probably bored of me by this time. Uh, second, second Are you kidding me? We're going to have you every week, bro. It's yeah, been, dude, it's too much fun. You're, you're our new third. We'll have Aaron every week too. We just won't be able to announce it until five minutes before him. Correct. Cause Aaron won't respond. Oh, we got to tell That's that story. Right. But anyway, go ahead. That's the last minute. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know, like with regards to American piping, I think uh, there's so much talent and potential. Like, I think it's, it, it is quite underrated. Like, and I, I think it just takes, it takes like, you know, everyone in, in those bands, like just to commit to knowing that they can be like better and like to hold themselves to that standard and, and just push forward. I, I don't think it's like, it has to be like a oh we're never going to be as good as like the people in the UK because we're we're well, from no America one's gonna and we be don't as good have as the Plaska. same opportunities and the same like learning and whatnot so I think it's just you're gonna have to make that decision to like really just work for it. 
All right, Aaron, last words, brother. Well, thank, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on. It's great to, to share the time with Trevor. It's great uh, listening to uh, your thoughts on, on things. And uh, I've enjoyed watching the the uh, arc of the Pasadena Scots over the years. Um, and I would say the uh, if I have one piece of advice to give anybody, it's just listen, listen, listen to good playing. Listen to good playing. It's all out there. It's more available than it's ever been. You know, if you got if if you if you don't have the time to play, listen, listen, listen. What Aaron is saying is, don't listen to the goddess of bagpipes. <laughs> listen to Inverary. Don't listen to the seventeenth time you've been shared the Unipiper video. Do not listen to listen Unipiper. To Angus McDonald. Angus McDonald. Fucking go listen to Stuart Little. Angus McCall. Yep. So Lee. so I have a pitch here. Um, here here's my pitch. I'm can listening. can we put on the Chanter Rant YouTube? Yes. A weekly playlist of Aaron's picks of like Ooh, this is God. of this is what you should be listening Ooh, to. Aaron's picks of what you should listen to to be a good piper. That would be actually pretty pretty good because That'd we be could fun, always right because yeah. one thing we could do Aaron or is we could always, do a Spotify playlist. People are more Spotify, but whatever it is, but yeah, because Aaron is a teacher, like that's his main income. I assume we will always yeah, land days. it back to you because Aaron was highly inspirational to both of us. We highly appreciate what he does, and um. Fuck it. Yeah, I would say my final thoughts are just I, I agree I agree with all of this panel. All I, I can see all three of you. Fisco can only see me. But um, we are the most amazing panel of all time. Yeah, I agree with all y'all. <laughs> like I think that there's something to be said for uh one, the work ethic. You know, Trevor, you talked about that. Like you oh. got you got back especially back in the day. Nowadays there's more resources available, but back in the day it was a little bit harder. You had to want you had it. to work for it. You had to want it. And I think that's kind of one of the things that sets American piping aside from everything else is like, dude, it's not it's not ingrained. You don't get it in school. It's not just something that you're beaten down with. Like you have to fucking seek it out. You have to drive fucking eight hours to a contest. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. So I think that in most cases our bands want it more. I think that uh Aaron has an excellent point that there's a little innovation that happens mm-hmm. here. And sure. uh, as much as I hate to say it, like, yeah, you know, we're going to be, I think, now now that we have a more decentralized system when it comes to piping and contests, etc., I'm interested to see how the landscape shakes out in 21 when people realize that paying 30 grand to go to the world doesn't necessarily make you the best. No. There's other options. But uh, I love all y'all. I'm very excited to have you. And if you guys are willing, um, we'll chat for a bit after we end the stream. Fusco, play us out, bro.